Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom. This is your weekly X-Men podcast, where normally we rank every X-Men story from A to Z. That's Adam, I'm Zach. Uh, we're I'm not doing, Adam. You're Adam, <laughs> I'm Zach. We're not doing that this week, uh, nope. because there's too many X-Men stories, people. I don't know what to tell you. They There's so many, and we needed a break from doing them all after... After after some of the uh, content from last week, we needed a, we needed a refresher, uh, and that's why we brought on senior editor jordan d white hi jordan Hello. thank you for having me what did you read last week uh ultimatum, ultimatum. <laughs> oh yeah, so that counts okay yeah it's an x-men story that's a story about magneto deciding to flip the world upside down because they hate mutants so much correct me if i'm wrong someone once said this to me and i didn't go back and reread it to see if they were right but someone once said to pointed out to me that there was no ultimatum in ultimatum there was an ultimatum wave no, no, but like there, no, no one makes like an ultimate. No, no. Yeah, no, there is no Magneto makes no demands. Things just happen. <laughs> yeah, that's the least of that story's problems. <laughs> you don't like Hungry Blob? <laughs> oh, we we talked I, about that at length. Listen, as as a man who has a has a framed portrait of Blob uh, from the more recent times, so mm. much and likes him so much so that my kids somehow from the Lego Marvel game are like, oh yeah, daddy likes Blob and drew <laughs> pictures of Blob from that. Delightful. <laughs> you know, I did uh, not, I have not appreciated that going back. Uh, no. there, there's a lot of challenges with that book. Uh, it's infamous for a reason. Yep. Uh, you, My understanding is you did not work on the ultimate line. Uh, no. Like uh, 2000s, it uh, was, it was if I remember correctly, it was, um, it was coming out, of the same office though that I was in. Cause I was still oh. Mark Panicha's assistant at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wasn't in- involved in any of the ultimatum ultimate stuff at that point. I was doing, I was probably still working on Hulk stuff and Hercules and um, editing the Ender's game adaptations and all the tie-ins to that and uh, various things. Uh, Cause that was before, it was before I was in the X office for sure. Right. Cause you, you popped around a bit. Uh, jumped over to X Men stuff. What right around two thousand ten ish? I don't. The year I'm not sure. Uh. The year I'm. It was. I'll tell you. It was around the point in in the Hulk book where Greg Pak was doing like kind of like a a Mister and Mrs Smith kind of thing. And I and I think like right after I left, they did a cover that was like a Hulk in a tuxedo, James Bondy looking cover. <laughs> and it was. And in the X books, it was right before Schism. It was okay. Again, see my first yeah. that. That is that is something I can understand. <laughs> yes, Hulk I have talks, a good working knowledge of a lot of things. <laughs> Covers of mid two thousands Hulk. Nope, there, that's not one that I have a great wrong podcast. I think oh, I think man. we talked about it maybe one of the previous times I visited uh, your podcast. But uh, my first arc was um, uh, quarantine. Right, 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 yes. right, right. As an assistant editor, nice, very cool. So. Quite an eventful week. Uh, oh, yeah. X-Men. So it just came out. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, huge reveal in Immortal X-Men on, on the last page. Um, Spoiler, spoilers for last week's comics, folks. Spoilers for last Wednesday's Immortal X-Men. It looks like Xavier is a sinister. Everybody's a sinister now. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we should have seen the signs that Kieran Gillen was going to make everything sinister at some point in his tenure of being in charge of things, or at least in charge of a book. But, you know, looking back, I'm not I, I shouldn't be as shocked as I am. Are you I mean, saying we're... it was in the cards, Zach? Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Kieran coming on to, to the books. And, and starting to write Sinister again was huge for the character. But that said, you know, Jonathan made him pretty central to mm-hmm. the Krakoan uh, experiment, so to speak. Well, I want to I want to talk about that a little bit here right up front, because 2023 is pretty much kicking off 
with you guys going into Sins of Sinister. Yes, it is. Which is interesting for me in a couple of ways. One, it's a smaller event for uh, the X-Men group. Uh, But also, it's the first time really since, what, in the last four years or so, since Hawksbox kicked off, that we're seeing, hey, what's an alternate future you know, X-Men story, which hasn't happened. In, you know, it hasn't happened in a while and had been something that had been like, oh, here's this dark future. Here's this dark future. Here's this dark future. Well, I, I think you're you're not counting maybe uh, X-Deaths of Wolverine. Okay. Okay. All right. I, but not, I mean, listen, it wasn't the like the main thrust of it, exploring that dark future, but it, right. that's where that Wolverine there's, came there's, from. Yeah. I, I guess I would lump that into oh yeah that's the that's the moira life six or whatever from hawksbox extension of that at least but well i think uh, are are you trying to say zach that we haven't had an age of x-man style alt universe sure. well he was about future yeah age of x-man was a parallel thing. now sense of sinister yeah, though is is present future and future future right Wait, it's or, like ten hundred thousand. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's future. It is future. 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 <laughs> it is taking a, a, a page again. Taking a page out of uh, the thematic ideas that were introduced in in uh, Powers of Ten, and it's playing with the Powers of Ten again. Uh, the first month, all of the issue ones of the three minis take place ten years in the future. Issue twos are a hundred years in the future, and issue threes are a thousand years in the future. That's awesome. And it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's. It's a real head trip of a of a story, and I'm so excited for people to to finally get to see it. Um, we've been working on it obviously for a while. Uh, we and we and we did weird things because <clears throat> we have one artist per era rather than one artist per series. Mm-hmm. So one artist is doing all the ones. Uh, that's um, Paco Medina. One artist is doing all the twos. Uh, uh, Andrea Devito, and one artist is doing all the issue threes. Um, uh, Alessandro Vitti. And that's weird. <laughs> and yeah. people are probably going to be weirded out by it. But uh, it makes sense to us because, again, we're going like you're inventing this era. You're you're designing and drawing all of the books in that era. Um, and then it jumps forward and it's like it's 100 years. It's almost well, 90 years later, technically. Um, like things are going to look a little different. So let's have somebody else draw it and things about 900 and 900 years later it's going to be even more different so let's go even crazier so let's let's talk about the structure of this a bit for people who don't know uh there is a you know capstone issue at the start in the back uh and then three series immoral x-men nightcrawlers and storm in the brotherhood that will be doing three issue three issues in between those at those time intervals now is the story, you know, for each of those miniseries, are those running in parallel more or less, or do you got to jump between them and as a more continuous release function? The answer is all of the above. Oh. Um, the answer is it's, it, you know, you've, you're, you're talking about, uh, you're talking about three really smart and clever writers. You're talking about Kieran Gillian. You're talking about Al Ewing. You're talking about Cy Spurrier and all three of them are really into trying neat stuff and i get really into trying neat stuff in comics as well mm-hmm. like i mean i've i've done enough that sometimes i'm like let's do something weird uh <laughs> let's do something weird and interesting i mean again and that's part of i mean you know i i i feel like i point back at it too much and i don't want to repeat myself but like the pandemic started and we're like oh my god life is hard let's do a 29 part crossover right <laughs> um <laughs> as, as one does <laughs> um or was it 26? I could be wrong. I can't remember. It now. was many. Yes, uh, it was a lot. Fun fact. Reread that one. Hey, how was it? Pretty well, good. Okay. Did, did pretty good. That was, I, uh, that was dangerous asking, I guess. I'm, I was I was I was curious. <laughs> I was curious how it would feel in one one big swoop, especially removed from, let's face it, the oddness that was that year. Yeah. And wow, yeah, no. Uh big fans of big fans of Ten of Swords. Yeah. Oh, There's great. uh great seven how many things are on the list right now zach 700 and seven 700 some x-men stories uh ten of swords came in at number 10 what that's amazing so that's unheard of you should feel good 
That's scandalous. Don't it worry, Jordan. Jordan. We could look at the bottom of the list too and see uh, if there's anything you you touched out there. If you really, if you really want to get not. get checked both absolutely ways, absolutely not. I just to be clear, not. Ultimatum ended up in the bottom ten. <laughs> oh. well, well, again, didn't work on it. Um, <laughs> what was number one again? I'm sure it hasn't changed. It's probably it's, Days it's of Future Past. No, it's, it's Hot actually Hotbox. Days wow. of Future Past was our second number one. I think, if I'm remembering right, and Adam, you'll have to correct me. We think, started the oh, show with God Loves Man Kills. Yes. And then, then Days, I think of Future Past Days of Future it. Past. And then I think Dark Phoenix jumped it. Yep. Really? Dark yeah. Phoenix is great, obviously. Um, I think Dark Phoenix has more emotional hooks for me than Days of Future Past personally. And I think that's what worked. Days of Future Past... They're, I mean, they're all really good. I guess Days of Future Past is a, is a pretty short story, too. Yeah. yeah. It does a lot really quick. Um, I mean, it's still of, at number four. It's still it's still at number four. That's great. That's great. Yep. How far down is Battle of the Atom? Ah, I only asked yeah. because obviously <laughs> the name of the show. Let's we be, should just do this. Real. We should just have Jordan review the list. Battle, but, Battle of the Atom. Is, I worked on that one. Battle of the, Battle Atom, of the Atom is, is one hundred and ninety-five. Okay, pretty far down. No, 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 Jordan. You don't understand. Being in the top two hundred, it's a good thing. Okay, all right. I would, like, I would argue that maybe we we would reconsider Battle of the Atom after some time, but I who? I still like it enough that we have a higher or lower thing. Zach because I, I probably I don't know. Uh, listen. There's um, he's, he's going to say lower. It's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna say lower. There's oh, a lot of issues guy. and maybe maybe a little bit of fat that can be trimmed. But he doesn't like old Deadpool. He doesn't like. <laughs> I actually do like old. Hold on. I like old Deadpool. I like Molly Hayes. I, in fact, got really excited about a comic that I'm not going to name that did come out uh, a few years back that had all of the uh, new X or the X-Men from that on the cover. And then they weren't actually in the issue. And I was a little disappointed. I don't think I worked on that. What was the name of uh, Wolverine and Mystique's kid? Um, oh, oh, Ray's. 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 Ray's, who no. is still in the six one six, sure, still walking around. <laughs> I could be anyone, probably in every Marvel comic this month. Yeah, just in disguise. Storm's could... kid with the pet jack. No, she went back. She went. Oh, back. Oh, she did she go back. back. All right, forget that. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, there is. <laughs> listen, there is still there is still Ultimate Wolverine, who is oh James. a Venom. Yeah, he's a Venom. Right. So I mean, he's out there, there is in the Claremontian tradition a poison, a, a poison. Yes. In the Claremontian tradition, if any of your writers are stuck, there's a lot of plot threads. You'd be like, well, what about this one? Just <laughs> I was give just them thinking about one. Oh, you know what? I was going to just tell you what, what unpicked up plot thread, uh, what dropped plot thread I was thinking about today, but I probably shouldn't because like, uh, I shouldn't oh. admit that I dropped a plot thread or that we don't <laughs> care about that right now. By saying, this is one that we're not following up on, people are going to be like, what? Um, I don't is I it, do think it's, it's one. It's a Hoxpox era plotline, though? It is it is not. It is a pre not a Krakoan era plotline. Okay, a pre Krakoan era one. Okay, right. actually, well, that, uh, that's fine. What are we doing? Sins of Sinister. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Sinister. How Hold do we, on. How I, had a good, I had a good segue oh, there, though. Oh, please. Because, we, you know, Sinister. we're talking about, about forgotten characters. You know, why pick James uh, Poison, you know, Venom James, if we can have Rasputin 4? You know, that's a great, that's a great point. <laughs> great point. Um, a great looking character, a really fun and exciting character. Uh, and yeah, we, I think we've uh, long wanted to bring her in and we've had various thoughts on how to do so, but I think we settled on a pretty good one in Sins of Sinister. It's exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see that. It's good company. Now I'm curious, you know, this is a smaller crossover it's only between three books yeah where in the past you have done you know the tens of swords that were everything in the kitchen sink mm-hmm. you know what made you settle on something a little bit quieter a little bit smaller for this one uh well uh, honestly a few different things so, so first of all at one point we were thinking about having it blow out the whole line mm-hmm. having it be every single book doing this this time jump into the future um i think we didn't for a couple reasons one is that uh it is complicated. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't mean um, it w- It sounded like it was too hard for us to do. I mean, like the story is already very complicated um, in what you will see in the, uh, what is it then? 11 issues that we are going to do. Um, and so there was a lot already to do and a lot to keep track of. 
on without having to go all right what is what is x-force doing in all this what is mm-hmm. this other book doing in all this what is this other book doing in all this um and so that was for the ease of the story that it will be a, a, a more streamlined and straightforward and again the idea that i just use straightforward to describe this when you read it you will go <laughs> what is he talking about but again it could have been worse is what right. i'm saying um in a, and the other uh being that also, it, that's three months of time out of those books. And like everybody has stories they want to tell. And everybody kind of was like, well, but we, we also don't necessarily want to lose three months out of every single book. Mm-hmm. Um, the three books that we are bringing in are the books that uh, this is pretty essential to them and right. to what their story is. So, I mean, and when you read it again, you'll be like, oh, yeah, this is clearly going to be important for X-Men Red. This is clearly going to be important for, or like, this is a natural extension of what was happening in every other book that, right. uh, that, that is in it. Um, so that's, that's, I, yeah, I think it'll make a lot of sense. That said, I, I also think because of the, the weird nature of it, and I, I, I don't want to explain too much about how sure. it works, but, uh, I still think it will be relatively Relatively easy to easy is not the right word, but it's a good place that if you want to come back in, you can. Easy, I don't think about these three writers weird. as easy <laughs> writers, yeah, and I don't. Right. I don't mean that in a negative way no. at all. They are writers that expect you to sit down and pay attention to what you're doing. Yes, yes. This is going to be a book that uh, you you absolutely have to pay attention to. You absolutely have to be going. Oh, I I am riveted to this, um, but I think that's rewarding. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think all three of them are writers who uh, can deal with really elaborate and complicated plots and also deliver extremely well on character and on emotion mm-hmm. um, and give you, you know, the gut punch when they need to and give you the the, the welling up of tears when they need to. And um, yeah, I'm I, honestly, I'm lucky to be working with all three of them. So speaking of events, I mean, we're, we're coming right off the heels of AXE. Right. And then we also know that later in 2023, uh, it's been announced that Fall of X uh, sure. is also, sure. I don't know if that can be classified as like a crossover event or if that's just another like Dawn of X uh, thing. But uh, is there ever a fatigue from, from crossover sure. madness? Sure. Uh, well, well, so what I'll say about that is, again, first of all, just coming off of AXE, which I think ruled. Yeah, Gillen did a hey, fantastic pretty, pretty, job. That one's pretty good, too. Yeah. Y'all, like, y'all I, are not missing on the crossover front. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't edit AXE proper. Right. Before it did, obviously, that came out of the Avengers office, but it is great. And I'm so proud of the tie-ins that we did to it. Um, we did a lot of tie-ins to it, and that, and again, that contributes to not saying, "Okay, now everybody tie in with Sins yeah. of Sinister." Well, oh, um, I, and Dark Web is also Dark Web as right well. Now. Dark Web as well. Although, again, that's relatively light as far as tie-ins go. We we did uh, we did a skip month of X Men. We did an annual in that month, but uh, and then we did three issues of the X Men tie-in. So so it was just three issues we did tying in with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was a blast, and I think it's a fun story, and I'm glad we did it. Uh, but again, but my point being that like X Force doesn't have to tie in with that, Deadpool doesn't have to tie in with that, Wolverine right. doesn't have to, like it's not like everybody is in line for that. Whereas whereas Wolverine and X Force both did tie in for for AXE, and, mm-hmm. and you know like so many books did X Men did, and all those things. Um, so for this, we went. You guys can have that off. As far as far Fall of X goes, and again, we're pretty far out, so yeah. I don't want to say too much. It is probably a little bit halfway in between those two things okay um in the sense of it's not just well i don't know like dawn of x it could be compared to in the sense of you know dawn of x you know in some ways dawn of x was just a name like it was like we're just calling this era dawn of x don't worry about it Mm -hmm. um but it also came like after a huge shift it like obviously hawks and pox everything is different now they were a fairly big deal something really big happens and as a result this is the new thing that we're in fall of x it's not going to be fall of x one two three four five six seven eight nine across the entire line Mm -hmm. Um, and there's not going to be a book called fall of x um so it's going to be in the next okay but is there going to be a book called fall of ten (laughs) 
<laughs> Good question. I've been, but... I've been burned before. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, so in some ways, it's just the next phase of Krakoan, uh, of the Krakoan story, but it, a, a little bit different because it is there's a reason it's happening and what sets it apart from the previous one is is significant. Nice. That is exciting to Good. hear. Now, I was I was curious. You know, you mentioned that you know Axe was coming out of the Avengers and Freeboard's office. Uh, you know, Adam had mentioned Dark Web that's coming out of uh, the Spider Man group more or less it's an amazing spider-man story that's been blown up uh and there are a lot of things i've at least noticed in this last year where you know your office is participating in these things that are at least promoting and highlighting the x-men's involvement in them whether or not you guys are as deeply involved as you were with like axe or something like that how is that different uh from the last few years where it has seemed that you know krakoa has been an island it has been pretty insulated and you guys have kept it while well, tying into things. Not everyone has gotten to play around with some of those toys. And this is, it seems like in this year it's been, by the way, they are connected to all of the Marvel universe and everyone is playing around with it. How's that been to edit and manage? Well, it's certainly not necessarily easy, but I think uh, I'm going to say this and I don't mean this in any negative way. I'm not trying to throw shade on anyone because I get it and I can even speak to how and why I get it. But I think that people were intimidated by what we were doing. Now, I don't mean, no, hold, but hold on. Let me be very clear. I am, I am. I I don't mean because we were so good and they all sucked. No, not in any capacity. I mean, in the sense that we changed what we are doing with X-Men so dramatically. Mm -hmm. If you're going to have Spider-Man in a book, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time you can go, yeah, he swings around on webs. This is Peter Parker. He makes some quips. I'm good. I got it. Um, when we would explain what we were doing with the X-Men, peop, the peop, a lot of times people would be like, but so what, how would I put them in a book? And I would always try to tell them, well, no, here's how you would put them in the book. You Like it has to be kind of coming from this point of view. And like, this is the kind of attitude they have. And this is the kind of attitude that I would assume that your heroes would have about them. And but here, you know, here's, here's the, here's the kind of negative side, but also like, they're still the he same heroic people that they always were. It's not like they're ever going to turn their back on people in danger just because they have their own country now. Like they're not going to be like, not a citizen, get out of here. <laughs> like, no, the, the good X-Men are still good. The bad mm -hmm. ones are still bad. Um, and, and they did, you will, you can go through and you can find places where uh, they did show up in books. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it didn't happen as often as it sometimes has in the past. Now, what you'll notice though, about the two examples you just made is AXE and Dark Web. Those are both written by people who wrote Krakoa and Arab books. And so right. they were already very entrenched in what we're doing and and how it works and how to make it fit into things. Um, so it was a lot easier. And, I, I, and again, that's not a slam in any way. There are books in our line that I am super not caught up on. And if you said to me, you have to do a tie in with them, I'd be like, oh, what? I have to go read a bunch of books now. Hold on, um, which is fine. They're all probably going to be super fun to read. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not as intimately aware of what they're doing if they've changed right. the status quo. Because for, for people who may not know how things are broken up, you don't directly edit every single X-Men book. You have you have other editors, associate editors that are in charge. Yeah, there's six there's six people in the X-Men editorial office. There's me, two editors, Mark Basso and um uh Sarah Brunstad. There's an associate editor, Lauren uh, Amaro, who works with me on all my books as well. Mm -hmm. And then there's two assistant editors, uh Drew Baumgartner and uh, uh Anita Okoye who work on the line. Um but we all work relatively closely together. Like you know, right. we're we're well aware of what we're doing. But then all the Avengers books come out of the, the Avengers office under Tom Brevoort, all of the Spidey books and, and symbiote books and all stuff like that come out of uh, Nick Lowe's office. Um, all the star Wars books, which we do not cross over with come out of the panic office. Uh, <laughs> I would love to, but not, not, not in the cards yet. Um, uh, yeah. So, so when we do do crossovers, there's a lot of, uh, we, you know, we, we consult each other. We go, Hey, mm -hmm. we want to use this character. Is it all right? If something like this happens, at this time and then we'll go yeah just make sure this and then when the script comes in we'll usually share that as well and just mm -hmm. check for any uh 
typically that's how it's meant to work anyway <laughs> sometimes people screw up uh but so that's when, how it's meant to work when ms marvel just does like kelly thompson just does like a three issue arc where well that's an interesting you know. example because sarah brunstad who is in our office brought uh, captain marvel with her okay Ooh. Uh, okay so not which is not to say and therefore captain marvel is a x-men book it's not it's just a book sarah is continuing to edit but mm-hmm. It was very easy to coordinate because Sarah is in our office, so that's that's why they they can do the uh, very easily do the uh, the big X Men brood story they're doing. Yeah, see, I I and I'm sorry I said Miss Marvel instead of Captain Marvel. Uh, I, I knew realize that as I was saying. Thank you. You're going to get in trouble with other people, Adam. I, I, as always, we're cool with it. Don't worry, I'm not it. on Twitter anymore. Uh, <laughs> but it is interesting that you know people quote unquote borrowing the characters Mm -hmm. you you still have a little bit of ownership based on the people that have worked in the office or currently working the office either editorially or or from writing maybe even from drawing depending on what the project is sure sure i mean yeah so i mean obviously kieran is currently still writing uh uh, immortal x-men so Mm -hmm. when he did axc it was like yeah, this ties in with everything I'm doing there. Like this is all the story yeah. is all connected. He he wasn't going to trip himself up. <laughs> right, right. Um, and then meanwhile with Zeb again, Zeb had written Madeline Pryor in Hellions in a big way. Uh, he he knew what Vita was doing with Madeline in New Mutants, and he was like, "Hey, I have an idea. Can we make this work?" And we were like, "Yeah, of course. That sounds great." Is that That's, over yet? No, it's it's it still got the the finale. Yeah, the, like the finale's right? over. I, I'm not sure how many ASM issues are left. I, I think, think only one. One. I could be wrong. It's getting it's getting close. Uh, I know a handful of the tie-ins have wrapped up. Uh, the Ms. Marvel one wrapped up like a week ago. A few others are getting there. Yeah, we but finished yeah. ours as of today. Day. Yes. Today, yeah. We're recording on Wednesday the 18th. Yeah, yep. I got to say, I really enjoyed that um, for someone who I we've gone on the record as not being big Inferno fan, fans. What? Um, the original um, big in terms of we don't think it's the best thing Chris Claremont did like some other people oh, do. Yeah, no, that's that, it. That's probably fair. In fact, definitely true. What I love about Inferno, I don't want to say isn't Chris Claremont. It's but the reason I love it is the, the whole is it, is it the, whole, the whole stuff where Daredevil gets his life yeah. choked out of him? <laughs> I mean, again, vacuum cleaning. back yeah. when Inferno happened, I was not an X-Men reader. Right. Uh, yeah. I was a Spider-Man reader. So I was reading Mary Jane smashing gold necklaces that turned to came to life and things like that. And it was super fun. Yeah. Um, but that's what worked really well on this next round. Like that. I'll be honest. That is one of the aspects. The, I just went and watched Ghostbusters and now I'm going to do my, my spin on it has never really worked for me, but yet <laughs> I didn't ever make that connection. Of course it was <laughs> Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. You didn't make the connection I, that Chris Claremont watched a movie. No, the no. Photocopic. I've no, I know that. I just never made the Ghostbusters connection. Like I can't believe that I, Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Wow. But, but the fact that we went from the uh, Rockefeller Christmas tree uh, becoming possessed and getting <laughs> like burned and then in a block of ice. And then we go to this hugely, I thought very effective emotional moment with Maddie and Jean. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Kudos, you know, yeah, Jerry's terrific to work with. Jer- Jerry Duggan who wrote that is so mm-hmm. great. And um, I've been, I've been working with him now for I think 10 years mm-hmm. uh, since we started on, on Deadpool together. Cool. Um he is great. Same with um, what was the tie-in we did last year? Um, what was last year? Devil's Rain. Oh, Devil's Rain, uh, which was another blast. That's do. right. We got to do the the fun Emma Frost and Electra story, uh, flashback story. He he's 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 very good at finding ways to do cool stories tying in with things. Back mm-hmm. when we were on Deadpool, uh, if I remember correctly, he tied in with every single event. And yeah, yeah, he did. Not in a way, I, in my opinion. I, I, again, I worked on it, so <laughs> oh, it was a great book. But in my opinion, in a way that always worked because he mm-hmm. always centered it on, okay, that's what's happening in the world, and 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 I'm going to involve in that. But like, 
what does that do to Wade? What does right. that, mm-hmm. how does that affect Wade and our ongoing story? It wasn't, it wasn't, um, you know, oh, it's fine. He'll just show up and shoot the thing. It's like, no, no, like something in the ongoing story, whatever he wanted to do with Deadpool, let's, how do we make it work towards that? Um, right. And this isn't exactly that necessarily because both of these tie-ins were off to the side rather than in our main X-Men books, but he still took the opportunity to go, oh, like that's what that's about. Well, I can get to the the heart of some character in both of those mm-hmm. and, and do something really cool. Uh, and I think he did. Yeah. Well, you know, I did want to ask about that because last year, that is the year that uh, Deadpool came back uh, into your office and really as part of the X-Men line as a whole, what has it been like having that back, back in your wheelhouse? Oh, I, I, it's a blast. I love uh, Deadpool. Um, I, uh, working with Alyssa has been terrific. Uh, Mm -hmm. They do such a good job on Dr. Afra, which is another book that I is near and dear to my heart because I, I got to, work on the creation of that character in her right. series for a long time. Um, so I was so pleased with what Alyssa was doing with Dr. Afro that that's what made me go, well, let's see. Uh, Alyssa's currently writing a, a like morally questionable scumbag who, who sometimes accidentally tries to do the right thing. <laughs> uh, let's, let's see, let's see if they can do Deadpool. Um, <laughs> uh, and I've been really thrilled with it. And oh, and also uh, Martin Cocolo. Uh, so one of the first things I did w- when Deadpool came back to me, not that I came up with, but I just worked on, was I finished out Deadpool Black, White, and Blood. Uh, mm-hmm. J- Jake Thomas had set it all up and done the bulk of it, but the last issue was not done when he uh, left Marvel. So I got to work on the last issue of that, and Martin Cocolo did uh, a short in the last issue of that. That was so good. Um, it it was hilarious the whole time. And mm. the, the story is amazing, but the art was so good. Um, so he was absolutely my first choice to draw a Deadpool series when we um, when we went to to do that. I will ask you. You probably won't know the answer. Ooh, challenge accepted. Well, you, I won't know the answer. You probably won't. <laughs> it, I made. What, in my opinion, is a pretty big mistake oh. with the Deadpool series. Do you have any idea what it is? The, well, you know what? I'm not going to ask that question because that invites you to go, oh, you did this thing that sucked. And I don't want that those answers. Um, so <laughs> let me give you a big carnage clue. continuity because I'm way off on it that. It doesn't okay. involve any continuity. It involves a technical thing. Oh, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, I read these. I read these on my iPad on a PDF as I scroll through them. You can I, see this this thing on a iPad just as well as you can see it on paper. Wow. The answer is no, I have no idea. And what now could I'm, it possibly be curious. if it's visual that you were responsible for? Like it's a specific flood. Great that, question. That, it, it, it's it's just something that, you didn't catch. It is a thing that I knew in my mind I wanted to do. Okay. the right way yeah i and then i did the issue and then after issue one was well at in print and not in print but well at press and i was actually it was actually when i first got in the proof of issue two i went oh no no this is wrong it's supposed to be oh no did we do that on issue one too and we <laughs> did and it was too late and i went no was, was it, all was right it the x-men uh trade dress on it no, I did want to do that, and we did okay. do that. You um, did. I wanted to do. I wanted to go a step further. I wanted to use mixed case lettering, but it has all caps lettering. Uh, okay, all right. And I, I totally spaced on it because I did years and years of Deadpool in all caps lettering, and of course, right. nobody really thinks that hard about are these let- letters I'm reading capital? Yes, they not? do, because that's what tells you if you're reading an Ultimate Universe comic or not. <laughs> it's been years <laughs> since that's the case. The, the one time that that was cleverly used is now the example of, oh, that has to be what happens every time, right? No, because again, Ms. Marvel has, I think, used that from the beginning. Many, um, many, many have. Many have. Many have. Uh, and unfortunately, it always makes not, me giggle which when will people be, see that in the Zoom. Which will be fun when we do put those into a uh, into one of the the 
blank of X trades because it'll just be you'll reading and then all of a sudden everything will be all caps. We'll see if again, we'll see if anyone notices. Jordan, Probably Jordan, I'm, I've got to be very honest with you. Please, and please. this is this is no disrespect to any of the fabulous comic book letterers out there. Okay. I am not sure that the average reader is thinking on that level of flipping a page like, wait, did they change the uh, <laughs> change the case on this? Okay. Right. Within a balloon. Good. I oh, within a balloon, that. that would be a bit much. That would be insane. <laughs> With it, like if I switched a page, it would take me a sec. I'd have to be looking for it, and I'm more astute than the average person, just in terms of having read a few comics. That could work against you, though. It could very much work against. Like it's it true. could be Often that does because you've read so many that you're like, yeah, I've seen both so many times that they don't register. Like like the fact that one of the things for me. When I'm reading comics, I almost never, and I guess I shouldn't say this out loud because someone might be listening, but I almost never see the ads. Like my brain just goes, that's not a page of comic. I don't even see it. Yeah. It's, it's not, it doesn't exist for me. I turn the page. It's fine. Did you guys do a trick <laughs> on that in Gwenpool? Where you, Did we? I, I feel like Hastings had a page that was an ad and very specifically one of the standard ads that like the house ads that Marvel was running that month and then broke it. But I do not oh, know exactly really? when. I don't remember that. Oh, I don't I know. I have to go back and look at like, that. Like, you mean like she interacted with an ad? I don't think. I mean, it couldn't have been a real ad. We certainly wouldn't have done that with a real ad. Maybe I think was, if we did a fake one. I and It might have been. It was in a style. I am remembering like a page of like flipping to a page of an ad and then the next one was the same thing, but then the comic interacting with it. Hmm. Oh, wow. That, that sounds really like a kind of thing that Gwenpool could have done, it, but if I'm making this up, then TMTM do not steal, but <laughs> uh, I, I, I know, I know what everyone always says. So I'm holding you to that one, but I feel like it, it feels like something that happened. We did a, um, I remember doing a, a cover. Uh, do you remember when DC Comics started doing half page ads suddenly? Yeah, that was insane. That was weird. Yeah, it was. It was pretty nutty. Um, and we did a cover making fun of it on Deadpool. Uh-huh. <laughs> where Dave Johnson had a drawn Deadpool cover and then with like a picture of like an MMA fighter advertising a fake thing <laughs> on the bottom half of the cover. Uh, that was super great. fun. I love in it. fact, in fact, I had there. So that was the normal cover. That was not the normal cover. It was a variant cover. Mm-hmm, but there right. was a sketch version of that variant cover, which was, I think, the like lowest print run of any variant cover. Maybe not ever, but like a, in many, many years. Oh, um, <clears throat> it was an extremely rare one. And it was I did have a copy of it because it was given to me by our our, our head of sales. Um and it was absolutely in one of the boxes of comics that got destroyed in a flood in my oh, storage unit. No. <laughs> oh, which is Jordan. fine, which is fine because that means everyone else who has a copy just made money. Uh, Listen, look at Jordan D. White taking care of the collectors just, out there. Yeah, seriously. That's that's a really nice way of looking at it instead of just curling up into a ball and crying. They just got added value. <laughs> All right. So our listeners... Um, sometimes debate whether Deadpool is an X-Man or not. Um, but there really is no questioning that he's become a vital part of X-Force. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's on the team in just about every issue at this point. So I want to talk a little bit about um, the, the big difference that I notice between Percy's titles and the rest of the line in that he has had a real luxury in that X-Force and Wolverine have been going since Hoxbox. That's true. In fact, so are those the only things? Yeah, that's the only, those are the only books that have stayed going with the exact same creative, well, I'm going to say creative team. Yeah, but same, right. right? right. So one of the things that Percy well, has is the only one because Wolverine didn't start till later. But yeah, how yeah, dare that be the first book you announce as a spinoff is Wolverine. <laughs> Jordan. I've been waiting to take you to task for that for four years. How now, in the world do you on, imagine he's that popular? Okay. You joke, but we actually tried to not do that. 
to not uh, do Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. Me and I, me and me and Jonathan were like, no, we should wait. Like, hold off on doing Wolverine as long as possible. And yeah, and they were like, absolutely. Everybody not. was like, yeah, it's as long as possible. <laughs> like, it's good enough. <laughs> there had not been to be to be fair. There it was had not a while been a Wolverine solo in a spell. Yeah, it's it true. All, it was all substitute Wolverines. Because he was dead. Um, yeah. A lot of people are really mad at you right now because you didn't consider all new Wolverine a Wolverine book just now. Guys, <laughs> I've told you. We know I love I love Laura. It's great. She's awesome. Laura exterminated. Laura's. Yeah, there's multiple Laura's now. So <laughs> we got Laura's for days. Um we got we we hadn't though. You're right. We did Return of Wolverine and then there was the infinity the infinity watch that uh jerry did jerry did with uh, what's i that guy you can I do it you can do it He's why don't i remember his name trades right here come on zach andy mcdonald it's andy there McDonald. we go oh, yes yes of course that was a fun <laughs> book to do too oh my god i just forgot the character's name um loki no no the new character we created um i know exactly who he is he's fun yeah 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 yeah, he was on death row and then got a time stone put in him. Yeah, hey, it turns out if you search time stone Marvel, uh, it's only about Thanos stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Did you know there's some popular movies about this too? Don't, don't worry, Zach. It, with this uh, you know, amount of specificity, he's bound to show up as a Marvel snap card pretty soon. You know, hey, we already hey. have Infinite. Well, I should say, he, One, I mean, Infinite rules and everyone loves Infinite. First Best of all, I'm embarrassed fun. that I don't remember the character's name because I love him. Second of all, he did move out of my purview, too. Like, I, I yeah, he's he's shown up since then. Um, Sector Bautista, Overtime. Overtime. Boom. That's that a good was, name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what were you asking? I, yeah, wait, I'm going to go back to that. What? Right, I'm going to go back. So. <laughs> My my question is because um, Percy's had like the luxury of all of this extra time, he is telling a story in a very different way. And we've talked to him about this and he's playing long game in a way that a lot of his colleagues can't. Right. Or, or have or haven't been able to, let's say. So, like, for instance, um, just recently, I think Domino confronted Colossus about being brought back without some of her trauma. And that was something that happened like in the first couple issues. So do a long time ago, yeah. do we have to approach editing these books, X-Force and Wolverine a little differently than maybe the rest of the line? Well, I don't know. I don't edit those books. I'm kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke answer. Sorry. Um, well, yeah. So, so here's the thing about the kind of state of, comics publishing and and marvel and everything is that there are there are ongoing series and then there are ongoing series right Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. there are books that are ongoing series and it's like yeah 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 that's locked in it's an ongoing series we're not really worried about it and then there's a lot of ongoing series that were like this is an ongoing series fingers crossed right like we would sure like this to be an ongoing series right um you know nobody's nobody's worried that X-Men is not going to happen. You know what I mean? We're going to have an X-Men book. And thankfully, uh, since we brought X-Force and Wolverine into the Krakoan era, nobody's been worried about those either. Mm-hmm. When we started doing Dawn of X, our philosophy on all those books, uh, those first six especially, was these are books that are here to stay. Okay. Um, now, not all of them stayed, <laughs> but a lot of them stayed for a long, for a pretty long time. I oh, mean, yeah. f- five of them went on for a pretty long time. What did, what New did Marauders just wrapped up, wrapped up? Uh, I think Marauders went pretty long. Right? 24, maybe that was two like years. That. Yeah. Um, and so that would have been the next one. I mean, and, and again, uh, X-Men ended, but only because Jonathan left and then Jerry came on. So it was more of a thematic yeah. change than it was like the book isn't going on. Right. Um, so, so when we started those books, it was very much write them like they are ongoing books. Do not mm-hmm. write these. Uh, I hope I'm not pulling back the curtain a little too far, but a lot of times when you start an ongoing series, that isn't a sure thing that isn't 
hey, it's a book called X-Men and it's the lead book of the line. It's a book called Wolverine about one of the most popular characters in the Marvel universe. Um, when you're doing a book like that, you have to kind of go into it going, we're definitely getting five issues and hopefully we're going to go on past that. But is there a way to write this book so that if it ends at five issues, it doesn't feel like a waste of everyone's time. Mm -hmm. But if it goes on past that, it also feels like it was actually the start of something. Yeah. Right. Um, that's not easy. No. And sometimes I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I'm like, I hate this and I don't want to do it. it to the extent that I'm like, you know what? Let's just call this a five issue miniseries then. And if it's successful, we'll do more. We'll then we'll launch an ongoing or something. That's another way to look at it. So, it's a hard thing. Ben is in that respect really lucky because he did he, he started writing that way and we've been able to maintain it. Mm -hmm. We probably could have kept Marauders going that way with Jerry. Um, I don't know if that's true. We, we probably could have kept it going for a while. Again, we didn't cancel that book because it wasn't selling. We canceled it. We didn't cancel it. We ended it because Jerry was going to take over X-Men and he needed mm -hmm. to focus on that. Um, and so then we relaunched the book with Steve, but that was a pretty big shift. And you said new mutants kept going, but that's misleading because that's the one that we, we said for, I don't really know hundred percent why we decided on that one. We'll keep the numbering, but I don't think that the three versions of new mutants that happened are really one thing, not in a bad way, not in a, like a way that it's like, Oh, it's, it doesn't fit. I mean, I just mean, it could have easily been a volume two. It could have been easy because have easily been a volume three because you really had the Jonathan book, the Ed Brisson, book, yeah. and the uh, and the Vita book, and they all again. They and then all, the Charlie Charlie stuff at the end. Oh yeah, of course, duh, of course. Um, they all have connectivity to them, um, but they're not necessarily like oh no, it's just one story that three different, right. four different writers have told. Um, so so that doesn't quite count. But yeah, Ben has been able to do the entire thing on his own. Uh, and that's great. So it's, it is very different. It is very different because you don't always have that luxury. Now, mm. I don't want to say though, that Ben's the only one doing it in the sense that, you know, like I said, X-Men is a book that we're pretty confident is going to go. Jerry has been thinking about things for a long time. Um, Kieran and Al are planners. Uh, and you know, th which is not to say those books are assured to go on forever. They're not. If they drop in sales, they will get canceled. But uh, those are guys who plan things out. And so they are built to write things long form. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they will continue them. So, yeah, it, but but you're right. Ben is I, I hadn't even remembered that Ben is the only one who's still writing his Dawn of X book. That's pretty amazing. Listen, we're about to we're about to figure out who the Peacock Man is. And I know that's been that's been <laughs> that's four years issue one. Some people are impatient. I'm like, buds, this is this is the good stuff right here. Getting to wait forever to figure something out. Yeah, that's Claremontian at best, right? Plus, I know people are people are impatient and and also not not impatient, but and also the opposite in the sense that like, yeah, you get the complaints that Ben's taking too long, but you also get the complaints that oh, we're electing X Men too quickly. So, yeah, 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 I get it. <laughs> Jordan, why are are you telling me that comics do not operate on the same calendar year that we operate on and that some of this is fiction? Uh, I don't know why you're asking me this question when it's been thoroughly explained in Al Ewing's Ultimates. That's true. Home of the Infinite. People, if you if you like Marvel Snap, go go read it again. It's it's here's the thing, folks. Do you like that part in the start of sword where they go and steal metal from God? <laughs> uh, then you should go read Al Ewing's uh, Everything. Ultimates. Defenders. In, in, Defenders yeah, Beyond. Def Defender. Oh my gosh. Defenders Beyond. Jeez. Jordan, you've read that, right? You've read, have you, you've read Al's Defenders Beyond? Yeah, of course. With the, yeah, with the, with, he, he went to the White Hot Room and everything. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Um, that guy. Trippy. Very, I mean, very much carrying on the lineage of the Marvel 70s, but mm -hmm. in a very modern way. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, one of the things I, again, one of many things I didn't get to do with Gwenpool was uh, I wanted to do, an, if we did another Christmas special with her, have her be like, how many Christmases are there going to be in the one year I've been here? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's only she would notice because that's another thing. They celebrate Christmas pretty often. 
pretty much every right. year. People get mad at us for doing the Hellfire Gala every year, and they're like, that doesn't make any sense. It's like, what? Yeah. They do everything every year. What are you yeah. talking there about? There, in the Krakoa era, you guys have tied into two different events that took place at Christmas. What was the first one? Uh, the King of Black. Oh, was that Christmas? I didn't remember. That was, that. There's a there's a great Hulk tie-in, again, Al Ewing, mm-hmm. that's all silent. Him and Aaron Cooter. Oh, that one's uh, good. Where Hulk is running around Department fighting store, right? Venom guys in a Santa hat. <laughs> that's a good one. Great. Um, so I do want to talk about X-Men vote, but I, I would like to put in a plug. I would be great to have a Krakow and Christmas at some point. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the closest about we have would, would have been this, would have been <laughs> this. Uh, so, so two things on that. First of all, the closest we would have would be, would be what we did in dark web. Obviously, mm-hmm. It is a Christmas um, book. It, it's, 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 Again, it's, it's better than dying. <laughs> um, yes. Magic is wearing a hat. And well, and also in, um, Wait, that hasn't come out yet, has it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, did X-Men 18 come out? Uh, is that the one with Laura and the yeah. Lauras? Yes, that yeah. came out. Okay, great. She, yeah, they, they have a Christmas hat in that too. Yep. Huh. Um, but the other thing being, again, if you go back to the Jonathan era, when we would talk about holidays, it became, well... What is aren't those really human holidays? Like, yeah, are they going to celebrate human holidays? Uh-huh. And in fact, if I think about this, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the original idea of the Hellfire Gala was to have it around the holidays, and then oh okay, plans have ended up moving it, and we were like, but still, that can be kind of our holiday instead. Yeah, right. Um, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So we've got another one. Okay. So um. Any idea? I mean, I don't know if we know when the vote is. Do Not we know? Yet, no. We don't uh, know. Okay, that's a know. secret. Well, you, I mean, I know. <laughs> I know you know, but the world does not know, right? That's true. So yes, yes. We're, we're not going to um, share that information. I'm sure it's sooner than you think. Yeah, it was last year. It snuck up yes. on us. Well, and people, I, yes, I know that's another thing. Um, last year is literally the day we put up the episode. It was great. Oh, that's very funny. <laughs> Well, I don't know when you're putting up the episode. It might happen Monday, again. Monday, Monday, the 23rd coming Monday. Yes. It, it's not then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. I mean, again, speaking of things I see people complaining about um, people saying, Oh, why do they do it so early? And it's like, because it's real, right? because we really are, <laughs> are letting the fans decide. And then we have to write the books. Right. Like we didn't, we can't do it right before it comes out or else they won't be in the books for six months. Like Jerry needs to know who he's going to be writing. You mean comics don't magically just appear and get drawn overnight? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It takes a significant amount of time. And especially, okay. The amount of time it takes in a vacuum, one issue of comic in a vacuum, one issue of comic average, average time. Um, All things going. I want to say all things going well, but not like insane. I'm not going to go. It's the perfect. Everything is perfect. The artist is the fastest they've ever been. Right. Just normal. Um, so let's say the writer at the beginning is is tricky in the sense of you know there are times when you'll talk to a writer and you'll get a book the, a month later. But let's just say maybe I'll talk to someone. We'll say okay, good. We we agreed on what the issue is about. Terrific. Go ahead and write it. Let's say two weeks. So they read it in two weeks. They get us the script that involves any back and forth. If I'm like, have notes on it. Um, so two weeks after we started talking, we started the clock on this issue. Let's say I can then get it to an artist on average. I would say your typical artist is going to be drawing a book for six weeks, 20 pages mm-hmm. in six weeks. So now we're at two months mm-hmm. already. Uh, on, then on top of that, you're not going to add a lot of time for colors, one to two weeks for colors. One week is not great, but presumably if you do it in one week, it's not saying that they have to color it all in one week because hopefully as the person is inking the pages, you're getting them to them. Mm-hmm. But the point being two and a half months ish for a single comic in a vacuum, that's that's pretty that's pretty sensible and that's right. So then people could go, well, then why don't you have it two and a half months before? And I was like, okay, well, hold on. Also, there's printing, you know, right? So <laughs> at this point, I think we send a book to press, I don't know, six weeks before it comes out, five, six weeks. So then we're already at f- four months. That, that already takes us to four months. Plus the big problem, 
if you're good at math, you've already might have noticed that six weeks is more than a month for the artist. And so that's a problem if you want the book to come out monthly. So mm-hmm. in order for that to work, you're going to go, well, I actually want this artist to draw five issues of this book or less. I only want them to draw three. But regardless, so you need a head start. You need a head start. You need to you need to get someone to draw three issues. You need 18 months um, before the last one would be done. Um, 18 months. I'm sorry. 18 weeks. Sorry. <laughs> Not 18 months. 18 weeks. The um, artist would love 18 months. Of course. Of course. <laughs> So anyway, all of that means that really January is, I mean, we're talking about, we're in January. Jerry would really like to already know who he's going to be writing. He's making lots of plans for that. Has he, has he he happened to just look at the list of characters and figure out which lady has been in a TV show that people (laughs) forgot about? Uh, Uh, First of all, nobody forgot anything. (laughs) Oh, well, I did. I forget that Polaris was in a TV show. Jordan, are you telling me you forgot about Fox TV's The Gifted, a show I could not finish? No, I didn't forget about it. But I, I, I think I was definitely surprised at how much of a difference that made. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I did not see that coming. And then with Firestar. I, again, I'll be honest. There were people who, when they saw that list, went, oh, well, obviously Firestar is going to win. And I was like, Really? Because, of course, I remember that cartoon, too. It, it's older than even me, but I remember it from when I was young as well. They still did it on reruns. But I was also going, but it wasn't an X-Men thing like at right. all. It was a Spider-Man thing. And I'm a Spider-Man guy, but I that doesn't mean I would put her on the X-Men. So, I, yes, she had more wide media exposure, but I still was surprised that she won. Plus, you were pulling for Micromax, you know. I, only because I love Excalibur so much. I knew he didn't have a shot. I did vote for him, but I knew he didn't have a shot. <laughs> listen, I wanted to vote for Micromax. Yeah. I chose not to. I had to listen to my son, who looked at the list of characters and said, I want this one. Which I think he picked Surge. I forget. Uh, I was team. He doesn't uh, read comics. He's, I think it was Marrow he, last year. I was big on Marrow. Was Mara Mara last wasn't year? last no, year. No, that was Mara first wasn't year. last year. I forgot I said that. Uh, so without... Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me think who you voted for. This last I actually year. don't know who you voted I'm, for. I'm going to... I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm thinking back on the candidates and I'm going to try to guess. Okay. Um, penance. Hold on. I got to go back and look at what the you don't ballot even know. was. <laughs> no, what? I, I just... I'm getting my ballots confused. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I, so the thing that's helping me remember is I'm actually thinking of the Secret X-Men uh, story right that uh, together yeah it was there was penance siren armor surge bling avalanche gentle firestar gorgon micromax yeah i i remember who i voted for who was voted i voted for armor okay armor oh, i was wrong yeah. bad guess who did, good and for you i said who did, who did what i said good for him oh so you we said, got us said we a were surge. penance voters I, that was my guess. Was it's a good guess. Penance, but I, good I was guess. She's, I was she's my favorite out of that list. I would have preferred it. I only voted for Surge because my child said <laughs> that he liked that she had blue hair. Is that is that how you do all your voting? I mean. <laughs> you just ask your kid. The, it always picks the, the X-Men blue hair. one where I tried to I tried to potentially rig it one year and failed and then said, I'll just do the next year where, however it falls. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. So my question well, is, without revealing any of the candidates, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, will we again get a uh, sort of, you know, Micromax esque character in the lineup that nobody, most readers may have forgotten, but true believers will remember? Ah, uh, there's nobody <laughs> on the Micromax level. Now. Okay. Oh, what I will it. say is, what I will say is, um, things are a little different this year, and you'll see. But I there are there are three different uh, there has been there has not been agreement on who is the obvious winner. Okay, we got some contenders. Three different characters that people have been like, oh, definitely be that one. And I've been like, great, good. You said a different person again. That's wonderful. Um, So I feel like there's going to be some competition this year. That's great. Let's 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 see it happen. I'm excited for that. Yeah. And you know, Jordan, you know, as we as we get get close to the hour here, uh, the one one real other question we have, you know, these uh, these votes tend to get revealed at the Hellfire Gala, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if and when, you know, mm-hmm. that's just the tradition. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you've attended multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last times you've attended, you've you've gone with a classic tux. Uh, and someone on Twitter did want to know that if you got invited to a third, uh, you know, what would your Jumbo Carnation inspired uh, outfit look like? Or would you just be going in casual human wear? I'm I, I'm a casual human, man. <laughs> Jumbo doesn't have time for me and I can't afford him. <laughs> uh, I, no, listen, in much the same way. Well, first of all, I would never get invited to the Met Gala. But if I did, I would be like, I can't actually wear something interesting. What? I That would be ridiculous. <laughs> I am not the kind of person who can do that. Uh, no, I would end up wearing uh, normal normal clothes normal classic tux i'm sorry as someone who has illustrated uh some very wacky looks for zach and i for each gala despite the fact that we have yet to actually attend uh uh, speak for yourself i've got that flower in the pr oh that's right sent out right here yeah so i guess zach technically went but uh thank you but jordan if you ever you know need a look just i'll be glad to whip something up for you oh you know i think last year we were wearing like shorts and russian hats and a kilt, yes. I think I gave you a kilt. Which was a here. weird choice because I'm not that <laughs> Scottish. I'm, I mean, I'm, wait, wait. I'm Scott-ish in that Punch. my gram, grandparents' names are McLean, but I'm also from Ohio, which means that all that can just be kind of like spread around to people at a certain point. McLean, remember... as in okay. Die Hard. Yes, <laughs> no, it's spelled different. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I was doing the first year because it's been so long now. I like I can't remember. Not no, talking to Gwenpool when you could have been talking to Iron Maiden's Eddie. Well, I'm no offense to Iron Maiden. They they were delightful to work with, but uh, I still am sticking with Gwenpool. <laughs> <laughs> they got to talk to Jerry and Brian. Uh, Eddie got to talk to Jerry and Brian. That's that's good enough. It, listen, I was I was tickled pink to see uh, Eddie in his full trooper regalia. Did uh, you see there. the the shirts that they did? Wait, maybe. They did a line of shirts. They did That's, like an oh, Iron yeah. Maiden Marvel shirt. I said you yeah, shirt. Yep. yep, yep. They were super fun. I saw those. I, I have one. I don't remember what is on it right now. They were it's pretty cool. Closet. They were really nice. They were really nice. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what I was doing the first year, though, because they had definitely the the second year I was talking to Gwenpool, which was awesome. I want to say was... you were just vibing, but I'm not going <laughs> to flip through those issues. There's several. He's talking to Eminem. Oh, that's right. There were that there was not a one shot that year, so I could have been in any issue. Well, who drew me? Hmm. No, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, I have to we'll look figure it, it out. It take too long. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Gwenpool it was delightful that I got to do that because uh, Matteo Loli was just like, "I am going to draw you in," and I was like, "Great." And he went, "Who do you want to be talking to?" And I was like, "Gwenpool." He was like, "Sure," and then he. Uh, because he knows I like it when I'm going to draw her like a uh, sailor moon. And I don't mean he told me that he just did it. He drew her wearing a sailor moon inspired outfit and then sent it in. And we didn't have lines in the script. Jerry, when he did his pre lettering script pass gave us lines just because we looked great in the art and he was oh, like, all so right, cool. let's do this. Um, so that was really, really fun. It was a fun surprise. That's great. It was a, it was a hearty chuckle from us all. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, you know, 2023 is here. It's an exciting year. Anything? Uh, I know you can't say anything. Are you excited about 2023? Excited to for people to see what you guys have been working on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, again, big stuff. Sins of Sinister is such a blast. Um, I like. I honestly can't wait to see what people think. It's 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 bananas. It's really bananas, um, but super fun and pays off some really cool stuff and also sets up some really cool stuff. Uh, and then a lot of things before we get to the Hellfire Gala and Fall of X. And then big things happen that set us off into Fall of X that nice. will lead to some really neat stuff. There's a bunch of things that haven't been announced, obviously, that are going to be neat. Um, projects that folks have been working on for a little bit that, yeah, that, that y'all don't know about yet. And I'm looking forward to that. That'll be really neat. It's um, good it, to hear that you weren't ending the franchise with Fall of X. I know. That is, there, well, was, there was some concern. As, as well, you said, you said 2023. Oh. We'll have to see next year's check-in how that is. Also, I'm excited about 2023 because there's a new Evil Dead movie coming out. Oh. Is there? 
Yes, there is. Uh, is it a sequel called, or is it, a, it is, another it remake is, of the original? It is another story from oh. what I can tell. It is okay. just here's more. Here's other people encountering a book that does this stuff. Different creative um, team from the last different time? creative team. It's called uh, which is which is a bit of a bummer because, again, that's my favorite movie of all time. I'm pointing right. to the poster. But you can't yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's called Evil Dead Rise. When is it? March, April, something like that. The, the trailer's out. It looks scary as all hell. Um, it takes place in the city instead of in a oh. cabin. Uh, and it involves, uh, I mean, if you watch the trailer, you'll see this. If you don't want to he- see this, if you're not going to watch the trailer, cover your ears. But it involves a mother getting possessed and seeming to want to murder her children and family. So that's horrifying. <laughs> wow. This is heavy, man. Yeah. It looks really cool. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that movie. I cannot wait. <laughs> well, that sounds that sounds exciting. Uh, anything else you want to plug before we uh, before we wrap things up here, Jordan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nature Trail to Hell Ooh. is the name of the podcast I've been doing. Um, oh, right, you're doing a horror podcast yeah, now, right, yeah. Jordan? The first season of it is out. It's me and this this friend of mine named Stefan uh, Stefan Lawrence and. The first season was that he had never seen a single Friday the 13th movie, mm-hmm. not not one of them. And of course, I've seen them all way too many times. Think about them way too much. So we went through all of those and then two bonus movies that were not actually re- related to them, which are Saturday the 14th and this movie called 13 Fanboy, which is dreadful. But we watched all of those. Those are all up there. You can listen to them. And I think either last friday when this comes out or maybe this friday the point is if not if it's not out already we will about to start season two in which we're going to watch all of the texas chainsaw films oh again he has seen none of them jeez i have only seen like half of them (laughs) yeah it's extremely weird it's extremely weird but it's gonna be an adventure getting through them and uh and so yeah that's Uh, exciting hell it's on all the typical podcast places. Folks, if you know how to listen to if you're listening to this, you can figure out right. podcasts. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I got to believe that. Oh. It, sh- it should be it should be a good time. It should be a good time. And again, we did, we already did all the Jason movies, and those are the most fun to talk about. So you should definitely go listen to those. Well, good. Sounds fun. Good. It is. It's Adam, a lot of fun to do. Adam, anything going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I started classes, so that's exciting. And, um, you can follow me on Instagram at adam.rec and, uh, Zach, anything you want to plug before we go? No, never try and find me. Uh, <laughs> but do come back next week where Adam is going to be absent, but we have a special guest host that I think a lot of people are going to be very excited about as we enter into an age of apocalypse question mark <laughs> no it'll be it'll be fun jordan thank you so much for joining jordan, us again it was a pleasure it was always a good time to come on always always a good time to have you but until next time folks this has been bow the adam we hope you survived the experience Get it!